Where's your heart? Now, your heart is desperately wicked. We, we know that, don't we? And our, spot, our heart is, has tendencies to wonder. Amen. It has a tendency to stray away from the things of God. The Bible said it is desperately wicked. We oftentimes, we want to follow our heart. And boy, I'm telling you, we, we talked a few weeks ago on Wednesday night that, that, that the, the, the writer in Proverbs, he, he warned us and told us to guard our hearts. To guard our hearts because uh, out of it come the issues of life. Isn't that what he said? And uh, it's, uh, it's easy to say. We, 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 can de we can deceive ourselves a lot of times. Anybody ever been, you ever been deceived by yourself? Oh, yeah, we deceive ourselves. We think as long as we're showing up on Sunday, as long as we throw our offering in the plate, as long as we're doing what we ought to do there, uh, we're really, boy, God, I'm doing just exactly what you ask. But I'm here to tell you that that's only the beginning of what God's asked you to do. That's only the first bit of requirements that God's asked you to do. God, You see, God wants more from us than just uh, the things he required. It's those that, that, those that are rewarded, those that are honored, those that... That, are, that have always been represented and seen to be exceptional are those that have went beyond the call of duty. Amen? If, you want, if you're in the military and you're given a, an award in the military, it's probably because you've, uh, you've extended the, uh, the rank. You went beyond what you've been expected to do. Uh, you've been, uh, you, you're required to do some things, but when you go beyond that, that's when the blessings begin to come. Amen? A lot of times in the church, we want the church to bless us more than we want to, to be a blessing unto the church. Y'all help me right here now. Now, that, we got good at agreeing with the preacher, too. Let me go ahead and say that. We can say, boy, amen, preacher, and that's right, preacher, and yes, preacher, and nothing ever changed in our life about anything. <coughs> nothing ever changed. But, but, but the, the Lord Jesus said, that, that blessed are they which do hunger. That hunger will motivate you. You know that? Hunger will make you go hunt you something to eat, won't it? Hunger will move you from a place of idleness. Hunger will move you from a place of comfort. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I, I'm gonna, you sit in your reclining chair and, and you keep your feet propped up in the air and stay there four or five days and don't get up and see what happens. Hunger and the nature and, and things of life will motivate you that you'll either soil everything you're around and starve to death or you'll get up and you'll move and be motivated to do something that, that your body is craving. Well, Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. I tell you what will motivate you more than, than hunger will, that's thirst. You can live, I, listen, look at here at us. Y'all stand up and look at yourself if you want to, okay? Look around. If you get you a mirror, look behind you, all right? Do everything you want to do. Look at yourself because <coughs> you can see that we ain't doing much physical hunger. That many of us went without a whole lot. And I thank the Lord for that. Ain't you glad that we hadn't had to? But if we took care of our spiritual man's need like we do the physical man's need, 
and we paid attention to that, it'd be one thing. But friend, I encourage you to do this sometimes. You go a day or two without drinking something, you're going to wind up in the emergency room. You just can't make it. You can't, you can't continue on that way. Your body requires it. Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst for what? For righteousness. I want to be righteous. I want to do righteous. I want to be holy. Jesus, God said, be ye holy. Why? For I'm holy. <coughs> blessed are ye. Blessed are, are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Here, it's simple. It's a very simple thing. It's very simple. You know, you do what you want to do. You listen to me? Y'all grown, most of you grown folk in here, right? And a whole lot of the folks that ain't grown, they do what they want to do. Amen. Now, regardless of what you're expected to do, and regardless of what you ought to do, you do most of the time what you want to do. You're here this morning because you put a you put a, you asserted an effort to get up and to get down to the house of God. You got up uh, maybe against your flesh's desire. You got in. You got dressed. Uh, uh, you got in the car. You drove here. Some of you drove a good ways to get here, and, and you put you asserted an effort to get to the house of God because you had an inclination. Either it was by obligation or it because uh, that you really loved being at God's house and being around God's people. But 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 you're here today because you put forth an effort to be here. You didn't put that effort. There's a bunch of them that ain't here, and a bunch of you ain't here sometimes because you don't put forth the effort, and you really don't have the desire to be here to start with. Blessed are ye, are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for rightness, for, for, for the things of God, for the ways of God, for the truth of God. They're hungry and thirst after God's doings, Brother Daniel. They're hungry and thirst after God's way that, that, that want God to have the preeminence in their life, that, want God, that wants God to be the utmost in their life. Blessed are they that have that hunger that it goes beyond just showing up, but it takes you to an old-fashioned altar. It'll bring you to a place of prayer. It'll bring you to your Bible. It'll bring you to living right. It'll bring you to public confessions. I'm talking about confessing your sin to a holy God. It'll bring you to a place where you're repentant of your sin. Listen, when you would have a desire Desire for righteousness, you have a desire to get right with God. Amen. Now, let's get to where the rubber meets the road at. And I've tried to not get in self, and I don't want to get in self yet. The most important business in the world is not your business. That's weak right there. The most important business in the world is not your business. But the most important business in the world is the business of the Lord's. God's business. The most important thing in the world that you can do is tend to the business of the Lord. 
and, and, and makes you question, it makes you wonder sometimes. Uh, we come to the house of God and we say, why is things dry? Why is things cold? Why is uh, this going on? Why is that going on? I'll tell you why it's going on, because ain't nobody hungering and thirsting after the Lord. There's nobody hungering and thirsting after righteousness. It's every, you ain't uh, listen. You you don't just do it when you at, at between ten o'clock or eleven o'clock and twelve o'clock uh, on Sunday morning and, and five and six on Sunday night and and seven and eight on Wednesday night, uh, friend. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you do it twenty-four hours a day, uh, seven days a week. Uh, uh, you do it when you're out on the street and you're talking to somebody and you're telling them about what Jesus has done for you. Uh, you do you do it uh, when you pass by a stranger and you have the opportunity. To to share the good news of the Lord Jesus, uh, you do it as well uh, when you uh, when you wake up on Saturday morning and you know that the brethren and the sisters are supposed to be down in the house of God uh, taking care. Uh, you, oh, now whose business is important? Y'all agreed with me a while ago, but now y'all fixing to fall off all out with me right here. Y'all fixing to fall out with me because your business ain't near about as important as what you think it is. You listen to me, the only reason there's not a building finished down here right now this morning because your business has been more important than God's. Aren't you talking to me? I sure am. If you don't like it, we can meet at the church and I, it don't really make a rip to me because you know I'm telling you the truth. What you have more important than God's business? Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. What's more important than coming to the house of God and praying and worshiping Him? What's more important than tending to the things of God that need to be tended to? Well, preacher, you just require, friend, I don't require nothing of you, if you understand that. And I've heard that. It's come back to me through the wind. That preacher just, uh, he just requires too much. That's a lie from the pits of a devil's hell that the devil's whispered in your ear and you've took it hook, line, and sinker. I ain't required nothing of you. But I'm here to tell you today, friend, that one day we're going to stand accountable before a holy God of heaven and we're going to give an account of ourselves and individually. Each one of us are going to stand before him and we're going to give an account, and we're going to testify unto him how much we really loved him, how much we really loved his church, how much we really loved the things of God, and we're going to confess to him, God, I put my, my business ahead of your business. God, I, my, my, my things were more important than, than your things. And, and God, I, we suffered. We suffered spiritually because I didn't hunger and thirst after you. Our lost people are lost because I ain't spend no time on the altar praying for them. Possibly could just witness somebody being thrown into a devil's hell, into a lake of fire, because, well, you never took time to tell them about Jesus. Your life didn't testify that you were even a saved person. You look at you and look at the, the, the world, and nobody could tell a difference. And I'm not talking about, people just think I'm talking about dress right there, but I'm talking about lifestyle. I'm talking about lifestyle. I'm talking about make, being a difference in your life. 
We question, we wonder, what is wrong? What is wrong? What is wrong? Why ain't people getting saved? Can I tell you? It's because nobody is hungry and thirsty after righteousness. Enough to motivate us and to draw us and to drive us and to, to cause us, Brother Troy, like we was talking this morning, run to a place of repentance and tell God how sorry we are and then allow our lives to be changed. I know your business is important. I know your life is important. It is, your life's important to us. If your life's important to the church. But friend, what Jesus did for us stands heads and tails beyond above anything else that we could ever comprehend. How much do you learn? Peter stood on the banks of the Sea of Galilee, I think. He one of three, three places there. And he was asked a question by the Lord. Look up here at me. Look up here. I'm not through preaching yet, okay? He was asked a question. Peter, do you love me? Brother Bradley, one day we're going to stand before the same Lord Peter stood before. One day we're going to gaze into the eyes of the Savior of the world. The Savior of mankind. The King of kings and Lord of lords. One day we're going to gaze into his eyes, Brother Daniel. And I wonder what we'd say if he were to say, Mike, do you love me? Have you loved me in your life? Did you love me more than these? Remember him asking Peter that? Lovest thou me more than these? What are these? That was Peter's things. Woo! That was Peter's things, Peter's business. That was his nets and his boats and his buddies. Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter's answer was, Lord, thou knowest all things. Remember this, and I'm going to shut up. He already knows. He already knows. Thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love. Whatever your excuse is for being half-cocked for, for the Lord. We got revival coming up here in a couple of weeks. Brother Bradley is going to be with us on Monday night and Tuesday night, the 7th and the 8th, I believe it is, of August. We ain't got to wait to then to get that fixed. We can do it today. Blessed are they which hunger. Y'all know that y'all know that hunger, that longing, that yearning. When you get without and you have I ain't never been hungry a whole lot, but there's been a time or two that my stomach's thought my throat was cut, okay? 
You remember that yearning, that desire? And boy, I've been thirsty a few times. I, I remember out hunting before and be out there, be out there, and I'm talking about be hot in the middle of August, and out there try, chasing a coon dog and, and get hot, and I'm talking about walk up on one of them old branches, and it looks so good. I'll just be honest with you, Brother Dean. I've been a few times I've got down there on my hands and knees and stuck my mouth in that thing, just lapped it up like I could. I ain't dead yet. But I remember what thirst could do. Could drive me to the place to find some water. How many of us are hungry and thirsty? It's driving us to the place to find some water. That living water. That help that we need. Blessed are they. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness. You satisfied with your spiritual righteousness? Hey, look up here at preacher again. I'm not done yet. Are you satisfied with how spiritual you are? What's it going to be like when you stand before him? I'm trying to do this in as much love as I can this morning because I'm a failure as much as anybody. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. What's going to happen to them? You know when you're going to get the joy of the Lord and the peace that passeth all understanding? You know when you're going to get that, 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 that peace back and that joy back again? When you hunger and thirst after righteousness. He said, they shall be filled. Ain't that what he said? Your Bible say that? For they shall be filled. The reason you don't have that peace and the reason you're not happy in the Lord and the reason is because you're probably not just hungry and thirsty enough after him. How important is the church to you? Preacher, I feel like you're preaching to me this morning. Friend, I am preaching to you. And you, and you, and you, and me preaching to us today. When's the lost people going to get start being saved? When we get our business fixed with God. When we get our business fixed. Then God can move in the house of God with liberty and freedom. When we as the church get our business fixed with God. Those of you that sit here and look down your nose at other folk and think you're better than they are, you need to get your business fixed with God. You're not right with Him. You're not right with Him. You're out of the will of God. Get it fixed and we'll see God move. If you'll hunger and thirst after righteousness as much as you do about your business or more than your business. We'll see a difference. Thank you for Mr. Young. Father in heaven, I thank you for the privilege. If you let me stand a few minutes this morning, I'm sorry.
God for my blunders and mistakes and God everything that I've made as far as a mess. But God, I pray that there could be something that we've said here this morning that might could make a difference in someone's life. God, help our church. God, we sure need your help today more than ever. We'll praise you because we do love you. In Jesus' name I pray.